Hello and welcome back. This is episode 48 of the Nonsense Podcast by What Makes Sense. If you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. And if this is your first time, welcome. Hope you enjoy it here. And so this episode is with Crooked Teeth, also known as Tyson Evans in some circles. And so uh, Tyson, Crooked Teeth, um, is a very eccentric musician, I would say, blends a lot of genres together in the best way possible, and um, is just self-described as bedroom pop for emo kids, although that's not to be taken too harshly. Um, he has a ton of bops that are, you know, uh, along the way of grunge, or along the way of pop punk, or along the way of pop rock. Uh, this man does it all. So, yeah, Tyson's uh, absolute beast behind uh, his music. So very appreciative that he was able to join us this week and very excited to show everybody the interview. Um, before we get in the interview, of course, we have our song of the week. And so this week's song of the week is No Memes by A New Hope. I actually just discovered this song uh, yesterday. I was just uh, listening through some of my playlists, and these dudes caught my uh, ear and eye. Um, sick music video, too, along with that. And so, uh, yeah, this is No Memes by A New Hope, and then after we get through this song, we will uh, hop right into the interview with Crooked Teeth. Everybody enjoy the episode, and we'll see you in two weeks. So usually I'll have, you know, people start off, um, just give an introduction of yourself, you know, a little bit of background, and then obviously we're going to hop in and, um, you know, talk about everything you've been doing musically. I know you've been busy, just released a new single, so excited to talk about that. Um, but yeah, go ahead, um, introduce yourself to everybody listening. Uh, my name is Tyson, but I, I make music, uh, under the moniker Crooked Teeth, um, started this about oh man four years ago like really started kind of getting its legs um yeah just released a new song called light me up that i'm i'm really stoked about with my friend uh celeste aka talker that's the name of her project um so we just dropped that earlier this month and just been grinding trying to get people to hear it you know so yeah man yeah well, I'm hoping you gain a few more listeners out of this. Um, hey, me you know, too. I, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> That's the goal, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I guess to start off, just go into, like, the Crooked Teeth name, you know, what's behind that. Um, you know, it's definitely, uh, I don't know, what, 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 would I, what would I describe it as? Uh, Can I crack my mountain? Yeah. Mountain Dude, Dew. It's not Mountain go, Dew. It's A&W. Go for it. Oh, man, that's yeah, so good. Yeah, and w is from my hometown of Lodi, California. The first A&W. No way. The first A&W is in that's, Lodi, California. That, that's a special place, man. So, yeah, sorry, before I got off track. Yeah, tell no me about Crooked Teeth, the name. What's behind it? How'd you think of it? Uh, The name, well, I, I kind of did. So I've only ever had one other band in my whole, in my life. I'm 28. 
Um, I had one other band for, I, I stretched that out for like too long. <laughs> so I was probably like 23, 24. Um, and uh, so this is kind of like the Crooked Teeth was the first time I had to like, again, think about like a project name and like as an adult and not a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, but I still did like the really, you know, teenager move where I, um, I just like started looking at like albums and, you know, albums that I loved from bands and artists that I loved. And I have always loved Death Cab for Cutie. Um, and I thought that the name Crooked Teeth, like, I think the name Crooked Teeth is interesting because it sounds pretty metal you know like in in in, like you're like oh crooked teeth like that's hard like sounds like it'd be you know like or a butt rock band or something i don't know it doesn't (laughs) actually or a hardcore band like it doesn't really sound like it should be anything like it just it is it catches your attention i feel like it's it's, it is like gnashing you know it's like crooked teeth like that's like but it's crazy because, like, when I started thinking about it, I, um, and like listening to music, I started hearing other artists say, "Excuse me, the root beer has hit." <laughs> uh, that's why I drink it. I I really enjoy that feeling in my esophagus. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, like, the burning sensation. Got a good one coming. <laughs> uh, no, um, no, I just uh, I I thought I thought it was it's it's cool and um the music i didn't ever with crooked teeth there's obviously like underlying rock elements like on every release like i love rock music and alternative music and but i didn't ever want to pigeonhole the project like i all my dream has always been to collaborate with anyone and everyone that i wanted to and i listened to so many different artists like not to sound like cool and i'm so eclectic and but like I do listen to a lot of music from different generations and, and um, I love country music. I love hip hop. I love, you know, um, R&B and, and classic rock and singer songwriter stuff and like Americana stuff. And so and then like obviously pop punk and, and punk rock and emo and, you know, new metal and all that yeah. shit. Like I love it all. I, I love it. So I wanted Crooked Teeth to be kind of a project where I didn't have to be shy about anything. And so long as someone wanted to work with me, I would work with them. And that's kind of like where I'm in that chapter right now. It's taken a few years um, to uh, kind of figure out the best way to navigate that. Um, I think for the first couple of years, like Crooked Teeth really had this like band look, you know, it was just, Mm -hmm. you know, myself and um, Adam and Adam and, and, uh, and I think like our first show, like our first show was an acoustic one opening for Aaron West. And then the next one was opening for As It Is. And then the next one was a Seaway. And then it was this while, wow. you know, so it was like we were just kind of like in it was like a kind the project kind of started to whether I liked it or not um, or embraced it or not, it started to like take this shape as like just kind of being in there with like the other kind of contemporary warp tour you know side stage headliners um which i obviously love all that shit um i think that that started to get a little scary for me though and i signed to rude records 
um, who are awesome. Um, but I think at the time, like it wasn't super, the, the, the big picture wasn't as clear. Like I, it was okay. harder to articulate to everybody, especially being smaller at that time. Um, but now like, yeah, Crooked Teeth is a moniker. It's my project. Um, you know, and I just want to share it with like other collaborators, um, in every sense, like visuals to, you know, to the music, like all of it. I just, uh, it's just my somewhere for me to flex my creative brain power, you know, not necessarily yeah. just music. So it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And I get that. And I found out the word that I was trying to, <laughs> trying to use before provocative. That's provocative. That's a great yeah. adjective. That is crooked teeth is a provocative name. And I it think is a you, provocative name. you back it up very well with your music. And, um, I was going to go into it too, just to, you know, kind of intro you a little bit as well with like my experience with listening to you. And I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head with, you know, um, what I experienced as an outsider, you know, mm. having listened to your music and I'd say, yeah, it's not, it's hard to like put your finger on it. And I think what's great about that is people are uh, just the way our brains are wired is we like organization. We like to categorize things. We, right. um, you know, like labels. So that's why, you know, every band, you know, often goes with a, a genre label. Like, I mean, my band is, hundred percent like pop punk. Like that is what we do. Right. Like there's not much, yeah. you know, deviation there, but yeah. then there's other, when awesome. you get to... yeah, I mean, it's, it's like awesome we... to know your identity too. Like that's yeah. cool and own it and be stoked. Like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We like call it what it is for that. But then, you know, you get into more progressive regions of music like yourself where, um, you, you view it, or at least what I'm, you know, getting from this is you kind of view it more so as, as a project and not just a, a just, you know, this musical element that exists in, you know, X universe, it stretches beyond that. And that was exactly what I got. I mean, I got elements from, it's like, I feel like a, um, what are they? A sommelier, like, like a, you know, a wine connoisseur. Like I got notes of, you know, oh my gosh. and emo and, you know, pop punk, like you said, and, yeah. um, you know, branching into a little bit of that, uh, you know, kind of newer, newer genre that we're recently getting into with like uh, MGK and Mod Sun, you know, like bringing that in a little bit too. And, uh, you know, a little bit of bedroom pop too. I think you're what you're self-described as, as yeah, bedroom yeah. pop for emo kids. Someone, so. Yeah, I jokingly said that. And then everyone was like, uh, yeah, that's actually, but then I thought about it. I was like, I think bedroom pop is a little more like, a lot lighter like than lo-fi. What you do. Yeah, lo-fi and like, which I don't know. I I, I mean, I don't know. I, it's fun. It's I just like wordplay. Okay, it's just a bit. Yeah, <laughs> no one yeah. has to overthink it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but no, exactly. you're, you're right. You're right. I, but I do love stuff like that, like Chloe Moriando and um, like Phoebe Bridgers. I don't think it's necessarily bedroom pop. Maybe more like Soccer Mommy. Um, and I just really love. I really love authenticity in lyrics. Mm um even if it's catchy as hell and you're like oh my god like it's so it almost seems predictable but if you really like dig into it like i don't i'm always telling a story too so i think that comes from liking like tom petty and stevie nicks and bruce springsteen and credence clearwater john fogarty like uh and country music uh dixie chicks well the chicks now um but like 
Yeah. So, so I'm glad that you hear so many things yeah. because, uh, especially like grunge, like I love Nirvana, I love Bush and, uh, super drag and like that whole era of, of, uh, early and mid nineties, um, alternative, like Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. So it's cool that to hear someone hear all of the things. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah it's like, um, what is it? You know, sometimes as a listener, I'll get into, you know, certain moods, like some days of like, I want to listen to, you know, this genre. I want to listen to just like old school yeah. hip hop, or I want to just listen to, you know, maybe it's just like kind of one of those days that I'm like metalcore all day. Like, it's just like one of those crazy. days. Yeah. Olympus then, day. Yeah. But then like going to your music, it, that just, you know, I could branch that whenever I want to, like, I could just hop into that. Oh, and that's listen cool. To that. And I think that's one of the exciting elements about the, um, about like the playback of your music is that it's just it's it's for whenever like whenever you want to listen to it you can oh, listen man. to it that's but... really cool that's that's like maybe yeah that's the that's the goal like i want anyone to be able to just hop into listening to my band like i feel like i could even show my grandma my a song and that's she would cool. be like yeah yeah that's yeah that's a song you know it's a, i i'm and i know you know man i i feel like a bastard a lot of the times and you know growing up like i never really i was never good at sports or anything it's definitely like just more of not like a very masculine kid um and my dad is basically a cop and like he comes from a whole uh you know uh just like a family of law enforcement and just like this very strict which i am the polar opposite <laughs> yeah. of i, I gave you know, that my from your social I, media yeah yeah my sibling and an, uh, my that. sibling and i like um they and I are just uh, much more. Yeah, yeah. I don't. We don't need to get into it too much. Um, but it's just interesting because my dad likes my music, and cool. I think that's really cool. Because I think when I was younger, I was just really into like Newfound Glory and Saves the Day nice. and the Movie <laughs> nice. Life and and MXPX and Green Day. You know, Jimmy, like all the stuff that's like you want to. Oh, we gotta have the Circle Pit Fire. We gotta have the Two Step. We yeah. gotta have the. You know, and which is all sick. But I think like now, I th I think I found a w I'm finding ways to like incorporate those elements like those nostalgic things, but not have it be too alienating to just like your household listener. Like I really and that, and that's like my, my overall goal with music and art is like the more people that you can touch with it, and the more like the more like kids that might like hear it and want to go pick up a guitar and learn it or like whatever the, the more opportunity to give people the feeling that i felt when i heard green day for the first time or jimmy world or i see that like, kerplunk pillow in the back yeah yeah sick yeah that is so <laughs> sick yeah for everybody listening he has a, a green day is that a Shout pillow out. is that what it is yeah it's a pillowcase you know so i got it actually at hot topic when i was like 13 oh, but that's sweet i lost it like left it at a girl's house or something and i think she stole it from me which is fine valid Whatever. it's a good pillow <laughs> bygones uh but uh i found it on depop like nice. last year and it, the seller was in my home where i live in santa cruz and i was just like what the hell like they were like right down the street so 
that's never going anywhere. I'm gonna have that, and that will go to my my kids someday. Can I have my yeah, Green Day pillowcase. That's awesome. You know, Green Day Kerplung pillow, like one of the items you'd never expect to have in a living space, but like yeah, definitely that's the Easter egg. It's an yeah. Easter egg in here. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah. So, but but that's cool. Like that's my goal. It's just like. I don't even I I would I don't even care if anyone like even knew my actual name or what my face looked like. I just want to make people like real like just just want want to make them feel inspired to like I don't know go listen to the bands that I am influenced by or the artists that I'm influenced by and um, I don't know just create a platform and use it you know to push other artists too that and that you know it's kind of like. One of the, like my new song light me up um i discovered talker early last year like right before the pandemic and i was just like oh my god this ep is so good and she had just released it um at the top of the pandemic which is you know just kind of like a tragically weird thing yeah. for any what artist and um so i her management are some of my longtime friends like just in the music industry and um I basically like, I just kind of like, you know, I was like, I'm going to shoot my shot and see if like she'll reply to my yeah. DM about working together. And, you know, she's my dear friend now and she's such a talented artist. And like, and so like get, getting to do things like, like just, I just want to share always. Like, I just want to, anything I'm mm -hmm. into, I want to share and wear it on my sleeve. And, and I think that that's something that I inherited from growing up in like punk rock and pop punk and like actually going to shows all the time and just like being so excited to share a new favorite band um and so yeah yeah long story long you know that's great and so um yeah let's get into the song a little bit Mar released march 5th so i think what that was like two three weeks ago yeah um tell us a little bit about the song i know it's uh I read a little bit about it um, on like the, you know, the, the press note I was sent over and I, I think it's a, it's a compelling message. It's definitely very, um, you, you kind of, you know, left yourself out there, you exposed yourself and just kind mm. of, you know, let yourself be vulnerable. And I, I think that was one of the things you were talking about before is um, music's a very vulnerable thing. And mm -hmm. so I think for people, I don't know if you're, you know, the same way as I am, but uh, I mean, I used to be in a band and, you know, write lyrics and stuff. And I was never like that person to just kind of talk about that stuff just in conversation. Yeah. Like that's it's just it's weird, uncomfortable topics. But when you put music to it, it I don't know, it, it allows it to yeah. fly a little bit more and yeah. know, possibly reach some more ears. So let's talk about the new song. Light me up. Yeah. Um Man, that was a, it was also interesting, like on so many, you know, beyond lyrics, like, um, that was the first thing that I wrote. So, so the timeline is, you know, interesting, like early 2020, um, randomly got some shows with Grayscale and Waster and Hot Mulligan. And so it did those and then went into this like small run of shows out to Audio Tree in Chicago um, congratulations it's very cool. yeah yeah it was just fun um cool and really flattering um but um yeah so came back from that and it was literally the week like they were like 
like creeping into the shutdown like the you know the first one that yeah, was, it was like, like march the, well, yeah first week of march or something like that yeah so we played the whiskey in la i think on march 1st oh, and wow. then and then um i stayed down there or I, I think i drove my guitarist um casey that was on the tour with us i drove him back up to sacramento and came back down to start uh working on new songs that just disappeared into the ether. Oh. Um, but I was, oh my God, dude, A&W, root beer is no, <laughs> shout out root beer. Uh, the, I, I realize this is probably an audible podcast, so <laughs> no one can see me like quietly belching yeah. to myself. Um, I hope the microphone's not that good. Don't uh, worry. But, we, we've had nights where we're, we have had like two or three cheap beers on the side. And we're just like every three seconds, just got to, there's a pause because we're like yeah. I also <laughs> I also have uh, a secret mac and cheese here. So nice. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, yeah. So so right when that I was like in in the studio, like I was working on some a couple songs with this guy Reed, and then we I remember we had CNN on like in the in the live or the studio. It was like on the projector or the monitor up there, and it was like we watched you know uh, Newsom come on. Like we watched it all just happen and so he was like yo you can stay here and like work on your record and i was like uh-uh like i'm out like i'm <laughs> yeah. not staying in la like this is about mm. to be that shit insane yeah. and they were there were talks of like not even letting people leave and just like yeah, it was a it that. was a crazy place to be right then in that moment and so i left and i honestly because i was expecting i was anticipating a bunch of touring um my living situation i had moved out of my house like six months prior um in santa cruz and was just basically like i did a tour working for a youtuber and then i did a a tour with the home team in the the winter 2019 like november december um and i and i knew that it was just gonna keep rolling so i was like well i'm just gonna like be frugal and i've got you know some awesome friends like in between tours i'll just kind of you know do my thing um and that all just gone yeah you know it was like oh fuck i don't i don't have a place to go so i had to call my dad and be like hey he was like yeah come like it's fine you know so i went up to the small town of lodi just south of sacramento where i grew up and he still lives there and I have three step siblings and they all have a room in the house and I was on the couch and like in the middle of this crazy situation. And, um, so I moved to Santa Cruz and all this to say like in May of, of in the middle of the pandemic of 2020. And this was kind of the first thing that I, for, for like a few months in that pandemic, I could not have, I just did not give a fuck about music. Like I was yeah. like, I, I, none of it. And then especially with the situations, uh, you know, revolving around George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And it was like, I don't really want to be selfish in this moment. And just like, like, I need to let this, like, I need to put it on pause and kind of just focus on how I can, you know, in, involve myself in direct action and, and just being a part of that. And so light me up 
is really interesting because it comes, it is a very like, I mean, the lyrics are like, you know, they're emo and whatnot. It's not political in any way or, or sociopolitical. It's just like this kind of happy summertime song. Um, and that was the first thing that I started working on. And I, I, I think like Alan from, from four years strong, like he followed me and DM'd me and like, I think reposted a couple songs and I was like, yeah, Yo, so like, I worked sh- with you on that. That's yeah. Boring. I was like, we should work together. You know, this is, this is like really dope. <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because it, cause I, yeah, I'm like totally a four year strong fan, like love four year strong. Um, and still do like think they're absolute shredders and, oh, and man. honestly, such an underrated band and so like influential to kind of like that whole scene that we came from. Um, so all that to say, I we finally started working on the song and it took it took months like and by the time I brought Celeste in it was already like August and then we didn't even I don't even, I think we got stuff tracked like vocals around between August September um and then we just started like just kind of like planning how we wanted to go about it cuz it's the first time I had like truly collaborated with an artist when I did the song with Bonnie, um, San Atlantic. It was, it was cool. Like we, you know, we, we had like a zoom hanger, FaceTime, whatever. And I told her what I wanted to do and blah, 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 blah. And then, um, but we didn't like have a whole rollout where it was like, we collaborated extensively beyond just releasing the song together. And I think that's because stand Atlantic were in like a transitional period right before their first full length. And, Crooked Teeth was still kind of had this band kind of feel like, and I also don't think people knew at that time I'd hid. I can honestly say (laughs) I knew I had the foresight and and that's why I even wanted to collaborate with Bonnie in the first place. But people didn't realize how crucial collaborations were about to be to streaming like in music and and just how like uh, to, to branding and into how uh, discovery like it's like surrounding yourself with uh with like-minded people and yeah it, yeah. it it's like uh almost in a live in-person spotify like suggested artist it's like you work with this artist with this song so like the person probably goes oh i like that band let me check out yeah. this one yeah so and i think that's what we're seeing that a lot right now um I mean, and I think that's like opened up a whole new door for me as a writer, not even necessarily with Crooked Teeth, being able to just like um, kind of tap into sounds and like what's going on and like this, especially this nostalgia wave that we seem to be writing in popular music. Oh, huge, yeah. That's really just paying homage to all the stuff that I grew up on and still love and still, you know, you know, have on repeat all the time. Um, but yeah, so back to light me up though, light me up was just kind of the first thing that came out of that. Um, and it's honestly like my favorite crooked T song that's out so far, okay. if that makes sense. Oh, uh, you're I, saying I there's to... more. <laughs> oh, there's, yeah, there's so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot coming. Um, awesome. really, really excited. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, so, um, light me up just kind of like, I feel like was there to like just kind of kick off this chapter like of really defining how I want the project to be represented and seen and just like felt, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love it. And I, Celeste crushed it and Alan crushed it on the production. Had our friend Courtney Ballard uh, mix it. Uh, he's incredible. He's done stuff for like Good Charlotte and Five Sauce and State Champs. Wow. And yeah, uh, Stan Atlantic. He did a lot on their yeah. last record. So yeah, so we just kept every, and that's always the thing too. I like to just keep things tight, you know, keep it in, in the camp and, and have fun with it be, and have everyone be excited about it. Um, and that's, I feel like that's the consensus, you know, of everyone that's been involved with Light Me Up so far and the people that have heard it. Like Celeste and I were together earlier working on some stuff and she, we were just talking about how like sweet and flattering it's been just like random people will like just message us <laughs> videos like in the car and like, and it's, you know, it's crazy because um, it's just like, it's a slow grower too, you know? Like, I don't think, uh, it's okay for me to say this. It's like on on Spotify, it's taken like some time, but we're noticing that like a lot of the people that are listening to it are, are really like digging it. Like a quarter of them are saving it and like putting it on a that's, playlist. And that that's, is, yeah, that's a that's huge That's all percentage. I could ask for. That's a huge thing to me. And honestly, so, so cool. Like that's, that that kind of sentiment is much more impactful than, you know, getting on the popular playlist and stuff too. Like at least inside, because it helps me realize that like, oh, people are resonating with this enough to come back to and want to make like a mainstay in their library. Um, and that's how I feel about the song. Like this is yeah. a song... I still could just put this song on like, and I wouldn't skip it. I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's cool. You know, it's, um, so I love light me up really excited about it. That's yeah. awesome. And I think, um, I'd really like to get your opinion on, cause you know, you, you seem sort of, uh, acclimated to this whole, I guess it'd probably be re maybe resurgence is the word I'm looking for, for, um, you know, collaborations in, you know, more, I think rock facing music, like obviously yeah. that's always been a thing in hip hop. Always. Um, We're late. We're super yeah, late. Super late. And so there is uh I'm sure, you know, like feature X or featured X at the feature. You know, I actually, I, before we had this in this, I was just on the phone with uh, Tasha who works at feature. I'm a featured. I have a featured X. Uh, oh yeah. Profile. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, actually, uh, yeah, Ryan from from a king who yeah, I, I I don't think he, yeah who basically you know started that whole thing. He's actually from my hometown. Funny enough. Oh wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, damn. Like I play bass too, so I'm like, hopefully one day, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I haven't actually talked. I've talked to him maybe like two or three times. Um, one was actually funny enough. Uh, I saw him. They were op- a fit for a king was opening up for every time I die, and I'm like, nice. Ryan. I was like, Ryan, like, yeah. where'd you go to high school? He's like, Red Hook High School. I'm like, dude, that's where I went. Like, I knew oh, he, he fucking, I knew the answer, but like, yeah. I was like, yeah. that's cool. You want to hear it out loud. Yeah, it's it's a cool um, product. So I guess I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, it's sort of, I feel like it's lifted the veil on um, pricing for for collaborations. I feel like before mm. it was like, you know, you kind of reach out to somebody's manager and see what it is. Maybe you negotiate the price or something along the lines of that mm-hmm. uh, or negotiate, you know, sort of um, revenue uh, mm-hmm. or percentages. And now it's just kind of like, this is what it is. Like, what do you what do you think about that whole system? You know, one thing for me, um, I would I would 
describe myself as an underdog. I, I've, you know, did not come from a rich family that planted me in music with a, you know, a Gibson Les Paul and a Marshall Hostel. Yeah, that would have been nice, right? (laughs) Right, right. Like I've had to literally like tooth and nail work for everything that I've ever, everything in my life. I mean, and just even in like being a kid, like I had two paper routes at 11, 12 years old, like that I would do every morning before school. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just had this really deep seated uh, work ethic. And so I am always for making opportunities accessible to people. Like there's no reason, like it gets me pretty worked up because I, I even deal with it. This like gatekeeper mentality all the time of just like, Oh, stop, stop at the door. Like, let's hear it first but i'm probably yeah. not even going to press play on it i'm just gonna like just you know i'm not i'm just leave you on red about mm. this um basically like a speak to the hand approach yeah and i've kind of felt that many times in this this industry um especially in rock music yeah i feel like it's much different everywhere else like everyone is just down like mm. within rock music and alternative music there seems to be this like weird I don't know, like inflated ego thing going on where, and and I think that's what's kept bands from collaborating and like thinking like that for so long Mm -hmm. because it's been like a competition. And so I think it's really cool. Like, you know, Kellen Quinn is my bud and I really like seeing him open those opportunities up to smaller bands that are really like making an effort to, Mm. they know that like bands have all, you know, especially like younger artists that are coming up, like they know, they see what's going on. They see the trends. Like they know, Oh, if I could do this, this is probably what it's going to yield. You know, like they're not, they're not stupid. Like they're learning way faster than we learned because everything is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Um, So giving them, giving just people access to each other, just like kind of breaking down that barrier or making it way more accessible um, because I do believe like privacy, like I do believe that artists, like I, I can imagine, you know, that the DMs of certain, certain artists are just like <laughs> out of control. Just, you yeah. know, like, dude, I can imagine, like, I'm not, I'm not, um, downplaying that and the need for just like to, to have privacy and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. But I think it is really cool that featured X is giving, um, giving artists the opportunity to connect with each other, big or small, like, and and the bank account is kind of like out of question. It's not anyone like toying someone or it's not a manager, like toying for that extra 5%, you know? Um, And that's, there's something to be said for that. And to, and to even have an idea like that to kind of break down the wall. So I love it. I'm always going to be about that. Like I will always, always, always be about that. And it is my hope that like, I, I don't, have a crystal ball i don't know what the future holds for crooked teeth i i can only you know hope and manifest that it's awesome um but i i would always like to make myself accessible and and not really put myself on a social pedestal in any sense like i don't know i've just because i i've always been that i'm such a super fan of music like and and art in general that like I don't, I don't want my, you know, the people I look up to and in, am influenced by to like have an ego or be mean to me if I was yeah. to be vulner- vulnerable and 
tell them how I feel and about their art, you know. And there is punishment. Like there are punishers, the people <laughs> that are just like, you know, they're just yeah. drooling at the mouth, like I in know. front of you. Like trust me, I, I I can I understand like how it could just be, you know, kind of invasive. Um, but I think for the most part, vulnerability in general is good, and being able to be uh, accessible is is good. And and knowing knowing that artists are getting on board with that and are just trying to kind of like cut down that gatekeeper um, where they can. I think that's really cool. So that's my hot take on yeah. featured X and the like. I think it's a great system. Um, I think it's cool too, because it's not like uh, there was a select, you know, group of people that were allowed to like do this. Like I know right. one of my friends bands, um, they're uh their melodic hardcore band, ghost chant, excellent band. And, um, their lead singer, he's just got a, he's got a great, you know, like deep growling voice. And, um, he got on there, you know, like that was awesome. Cool. They're, they're, you know, local band to us pretty much. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's cool being able to see that it's not just like, you know, these artists with tens of thousands of like listeners, there's also yeah. other people getting the opportunity. And I think it's, it's like, there is obviously that whole element of like, this band is doing very well. They're very talented no question let them on the platform but then there's other i think there's probably like an additional level of screening where they're like you know this band may not be as big but like these guys are talented like let's invite them on the platform let's give them the let's opportunity find other opportunities to grow yeah, to that point yeah yeah especially like yeah. now uh, without touring it's you know that's where a lot of revenue comes from right uh for a lot of musicians and if I want my favorite band to stay in business, like, you know, it, it ends up being a business sort of at the end of the day. Cause you gotta make, yeah. you know, to be a career yeah. to, you gotta make money to sort of live with it. So, um, you know, I like that there's this opportunity where you don't have to be in the same room. You don't have to be in the same state. You don't have to drive there. Like you could just do it online now, which is great. And like, yeah. you know, people can still, make a reasonable living or make some money just to live off of in arguably one of the worst times for music, uh, you know, performing yeah. music, performing. Yeah. So yeah, I think featured X is a very cool product and um, I'm surprised it just wasn't done sooner. <laughs> yeah, truly. I think, but that, I think like, you know, that I think rock music, like everyone's starting to see the, the benefits and just working together. Like, you know, um, the next three singles I have that are coming out are all collaborations. So that's great. So I mean, <laughs> I am not shy. I am <laughs> not shy about it. I am. I am really excited, and and none of those three songs sound sound the same. So that's and that's exciting too. Like just reaching across the table to different genres and different artists, and and um, being able to like share excuse me, qualities. Um, like there's so many commonalities I share with artists that are not in the same genre as I am, you know, that they're like, oh yeah, I love, you know, X, Y, and Z artists too. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well let's riff on that. You know, like let's focus on our commonalities and things that we both enjoy and want to hear in a song. And, um, and like, let's both put our own spin on that. And that's kind of how I approach songwriting with other 
artists too. It's like, well, you know, like everyone that we I've done so far has been like, yeah, this is complimenting. This complements my yeah. sound. Like this makes nice. sense. And, uh, and that's, that's been what's really cool about Crooked Teeth and the way that I have kind of like manifested things is that like any, I, I think I'm getting more and more to the point where like anything could be a Crooked Teeth song. Like I could, I like, I can't wait till a country artist finally replies to me and it's like, yeah, nice. let's do it. You know, or, a, or, an, a, you I know, have, a, uh, our, our, uh, producer works with, uh, a famous country artist. I forgot his name. Um, but that's okay. A successful country artist, dude. I could get you guys linked up. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. I love, I love. Uh, it's awesome. And my that. producer plays the. He does the guitar solos on it. So like, oh wow, you have the which whole are, population right there, which are a necessary. Uh, that's a necessary component to country music guitar yeah. solos. Oh, it's the it's the classic. Yeah. He uses the. Uh, it's a actually from the Fender Custom Shop. It's Telecaster. Yeah, it's gotta mm-hmm. be a Tele. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's buttery, but. Yeah, um, I could I could look you guys up if you're interested. Let me just get the name of the artist again because I yeah, forget we'll, every single we'll time. Ch- we'll chat off the record about that. <laughs> yeah, that that would be exciting. I'd love to see you do a project like that. Um, Thanks. And so I wanted to ask. It seems like you have a lot going on right now, and a lot has happened too. I, you released your first uh, single in what 2016, and look where you are, where you're at now. Yeah, your sound is completely evolved. Um, and I would say almost matured too. And I think you've, like you said, you kind of, you, you've gained your foot and you figured out sort of what you want to do. And that's, you know, a little bit of everything. And yeah. it reflects that, you know, you're having fun doing it, which I think is very important. Um, but arguably the most important part. If yeah. You're not having fun. Just get the fuck out. Yeah, if you're, I mean, like, no, <laughs> the joke is like, oh, you know, are you doing it for the money or for like the, you know, the pleasure? It's like, well, music nowadays, <laughs> it's a little hard the first few yeah. years, you know, to monetize that. So it's like, yeah. I'm doing it for the fun, man. Of course I am. Mm-hmm. And like, no one, I think I've said this before too, no one in their right of mind would go touring hours on the road long ass drives hauling your fucking equipment everywhere just because they weren't doing it for fun like (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so what what do you what would you say i guess you're most looking forward to as you move throughout your career and into this wonderful universe of music that's hard um (laughs) I think that I think it's 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 it honestly changes often. I I more and more I am finding myself in these situations where like anywhere from two weeks to years before that I was like, man, I really want to make this happen, mm-hmm. and then it just happens and it's organic and it's. I've really been counting my blessings more, and whoever, whatever deity they or energy they come from. <laughs> Um, I've been counting them a lot lately and it's, um, been really cool because yeah, again, you know, back to what we were talking about earlier, like I, I on, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and just be like, I don't know, like how all this, like I've been working forever. Like, yeah. You've been working 15, your fucking you know, ass off. Yeah. 15 years old. I've always known that this is what I wanted, you know, to do. And so though, it, you know, it's not completely 
like it's not completely tangible yet. It is within range. It's visible. Um, what am I looking forward to the most? I think just like being so, I mean, if I could be, you know, honest, like getting it to where it's a, it's its own kind of like super functioning machine where it's, you know, sustainable and where I can use it to, I don't know, like work on launching nonprofits or just like doing things that can take the life of it into a place that like can just kind of be given back to community and not really totally just be about like me going out there and like trying to get a Grammy or a gold record. Like I, I would really like to be just get to the point. I mean, one of my favorite bands growing up and that taught me a lot about um, like branding and how to use, use their platform to um, make a difference. Um, Especially when they got really huge opportunities, like, million dollar opportunities they took it and gave it right back it was um well first green day yeah, um, yeah i was gonna secondly, say you know anti-flag though anti-flag was yes. really able to tap into something special around the blood and empire uh, for blood and empire um era and you know i was like a 14 year old kid i learned so much and that was in you know the 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 middle of the the second iraq war so it was like learning so much and, and so many like truths being uncovered by a punk rock band who also loves saves the day and like all this other, like they love they're just like super cool you know from what i've heard about them and then being able to go out there and create something that actually gives the community a voice and a platform through music like being the vehicle for that like i know my songs aren't really political um to to really any capacity I don't think that they have to be. And I don't think this is like a political thing. I think it's just like, I just want to honestly get back. Like I want to get to the point where I could get back, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's what I'm most looking forward to. I don't know how long that's going to take. <laughs> Hopefully sooner than later for, for everyone, you know, but um, Celeste and I were talking, talking about that. The other. We're like, you know, the goal is just to be nice. Like when, it, you know, when, when you get good things and good things happen to you, like it, it always just feels good to share and it's just good to share and it's good to like empower other people too. So, um, you know, without like seeming preachy or anything or I don't know, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. And truthfully, just having, having a platform to, to give back. I that's think. an awesome answer, man. I love that. Um, Thanks. so yeah, we are coming up on time. I think, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you one more question over. Yeah. And, um, this is a question we ask all of our guests and I, I love this question because it gives me the opportunity, opportunity to, uh, discover new music and it gives my listeners the opportunity to discover new music. So, um, you know, just if you could shout out some bands you've either been listening to recently or mm-hmm. maybe, you know bands uh you feel like everybody should know about um you know whether they be smaller or larger bands uh you know really it's it's your time to just kind of you know share what you've been listening to and you know who you think uh others should listen to oh man um well some artists i i obviously gotta uh give it up for talker um yes she has a new record coming out this year uh i'm very excited about we are constantly talking about um but she also has an ep out called wax right now 
I would definitely check that out if you like like Paramore and Hole and like kind of like alt rock uh, singer songwriter stuff like Liz Fair. Um, really fucking cool. Um, Sydney Sprague from Phoenix. She just put out a record on um, Rude Records. Magnolia Park from Florida. Very cool um, band. Meet Me at the Altar. Yeah, another uh, cool band too. My friend Floyd Zion in LA is a really cool, cool rapper. Um, but it's a dude that just loves rock music. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think, you know, Glacier Veins from Portland are some of my, my close friends that I, you know, I've always loved. Um, so many, so many good artists. I, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, what am I like? Who are my friends that I'm always listening yeah. to? It's a um, tough spot too because you're like, I don't want to forget anybody. Oh, my friends in uh, in case we crash from Toronto. Get out! Um, I just interviewed them. Yeah, they're a band. Those dudes forced... rip so good. Yeah, they're I get I I work with them. Um, they're I'm, I'm their manager. Um, oh no way! <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't really like I you know I try to like shy away from like. I don't know, being that role. That's just something I do because I love their music. So definitely them. They've got You've done a great music. job with them, I have to say. They've got Hey man, job. they're very self sufficient. Like they're those guys work so hard and care so much about their music. So give it up for them. Um Yeah, I mean it's it's hard. that question's hard because I'm constantly um oh glimmers. I gotta give it up for glimmers. My friend Maggie, uh they just released a song today um the orphan the poet uh great band happy there's so many happy, so yeah. many cool bands been that, around. yeah there's just so many there's a cool there's a cool like new class coming uh i'm really yeah. excited for it i i really have been uh also like i love phoebe bridgers um a lot i i also love this uh country artist rustin kelly he has a whole he has a a dirt emo. He he self described dirt emo. So uh, he <laughs> that's has a this... new genre that's coming up. Like I've I've noticed there's a few people yeah, who are he... mixing in that. Yeah, he. But you know, it's not as obvious and like on the nose as you would think. Like it's basically just really good like country yeah. music. Uh, not as like uh, what's it Orville Peck. Like not as uh, not as no, straightforward no, as that. <laughs> no. Um, which he rips too. I he like rips that music. too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. My my sister loves Orville Peck. Uh, um, but um, yeah, Rustin Kelly's great. He has a whole covers EP out called Dirt Emo. He covers Dashboard and Saves the Day and Mike Hem and, and <laughs> wow. covers Damn It and Weedus and uh, Taylor Swift. And he's one of my favorite artists. Uh, he's, I, I really, I really love him. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Like, the, it literally, it seriously is the hardest question. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, on, on any day, I could, I feel like I could just tell you off the cusp, like, oh, like, check this out, you know, check this out. Um, but yeah, there's just some right off the top of the head, which I feel like was enough, you know. No, oh, I yeah. didn't go completely brain dead. I should do like, maybe you know, just name five random bands that you want. Yeah, to give me five. To. Drop yeah. and give me five. <laughs> Not like, you know, uh, hey, this might ruin your friendships, but name every band that you're friends with. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> or they won't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah, or, or they will unfollow you on all of yeah, the places. Yeah, they will ghost you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. um yeah man I mean I've that with that list I have a lot to work with uh some of which are are very familiar to me some of which are actually new to me and so that's yeah. why I love that I love that question cool. it's it's selfish uh but I also like you know having musicians share uh as well 
No, I'm always down to share. I just, I need to like, you know, before I do these things, I should have a piece of paper and 10 artists <laughs> written down. Be like, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't forget these guys. Yeah, <laughs> I need don't to mention forget them. these. these are, yeah, I forgot them last interview. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad well, you asked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I have a lot of homework to do, it sounds like. <laughs> You'll get so, there. No rush. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I guess that, that was, uh, you know, all I had for you tonight. And, um, I, first of all, I really appreciate you being super flexible. Um, yeah, of course. You know, just... I'm sorry that that was a little complicated at first. No, no, that was, that was all me. Uh, it, I, I'm a manager at, uh, a, a, uh, advertising agency. So like life gets a little weird sometimes where yeah, I yeah, no have those late night meetings. And so. I had to move that and then like reschedule. And so I'm really glad I was able to nail you down on a Friday. We're here. And uh, I hope you're, yeah, I hope you enjoyed your Friday. Hope everything's going well, man. And uh, I did. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I hope this Thank is good. Thank you for your blessing. You know, yeah, of course. I hope this is a good segue into the weekend too. Any plans for the weekend and anything going on? Um, Just working. I'm so I, you know, to wrap it up, I don't live in LA, but I, my friend Gina is back in Florida. And so I stay in her room while she's gone okay. while I'm working on projects down here. So I'm just staying busy writing and, and working with a bunch of, bunch of cool artists and just working on Cricket D stuff. So I'm sure your fans fun. are going to love you know, to hear it that. <laughs> it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. So, um, it's cool. That's what I'm doing. Awesome, man. Well, that, that sounds like a great way to spend the weekend, honestly. That's yeah. awesome. So, you have a good uh, one? Yeah, yeah. Take oh, yeah. care. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, let's connect after this, and uh, I will find that country artist for you, and you guys will make a song in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd be cool. I'm into that. 2021's not ready for a pop punk country song. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah, we'll sit uh, on it, wait for it a year, and then you guys can tour together. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. All right, man. Well, you be well. Thank you so much Take for joining. Later, man. Have Bye. a good one. <laughs>